Highness Nerf, this is From Ideology to Unity, a spiritual journey where we let go of ego and ideological doctrine in favor of meaning, purpose, and unity as a whole. Today, I'm interviewing Arya Z. Young again, because uh, I've interviewed her several times already and we have great conversation at the time. So this should be a good episode. And I don't even have a plan. So yeah, let's um, enjoy, because I'm sure I will. Hi, Aria. How are you doing? Anyway? Hello. I'm doing so wonderful. So, so wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, it's been interesting. I don't even know where to start. Um, I've been allowing myself to explore habits that I'd let go of. Mm. Or it turns out, haven't let go of. I just kind of repressed them. And I don't know if it's the astrology recently, but something has been bringing all that up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like, was it something to do with Capricorns going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, so like all these things like habits that part of my, my judge myself for. I'm like, well, I can't just repress it. So I've got to integrate it in a healthy way. And how do I do that? And But there's obviously this part of me that's like, am I, am I doing this right? Should I just not be doing this at all? Mm. So it's just like, and I'm more aware of my ego. But that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. all this. Um, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one because it's the ego is almost in a bit of a mess because it's like, at least the spiritual ego knows that it's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And it's like, yes. But it still keeps, I don't know, it's like, um, it's a a mess of contradictions. It's really interesting just to experience living like that, actually. What's it like for you? I feel that a lot. And for me, it's been, I guess you could say habits as well, but it's really been around like relationships. Um, I've been going through like a whole rebirth in how I function in relationships because as I'm rebirthing and like expanding in myself and like learning all these new things about myself and allowing myself to fully show up in my full expression, it's shown me so much like what this old version of myself would always do. So I feel that like bringing up of the older like habits and patterns like for me it's been a lot of patterns and like core beliefs that have just been passed down from like my parents and my grandparents so i'm seeing that kind of play out and i feel you there because yeah. the it's ancestral energy is watching <laughs> yes very very much so i feel like that's been such a theme like since the end of last year is healing the ancestral energy and like actually healing what is going on within our lineage and deciding oh are we going to continue the patterns that 
our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents have been holding on to or whether whatever guardians, you know, whoever takes care of us, whatever they pass down, it's like, this is the perfect time for us to begin using our awareness to see that and deciding to dissolve it because it's not ours. Like, you yeah. don't necessarily have to like, work so hard to go through it and stuff like that. Cause it's like, oh. it's not yours. It's literally, it's like a literal choice. But in, we chose it though, didn't mm -hmm. we? We chose our parents. Yes, yeah, yeah. And now it's like our choice to break, break the patterns and break the chains that right. we didn't create from our own experience. It's so our choice, time, not yeah. we, something we have to do. So we do be all serious about it. Oh yes, I must clear up the energy. It's a duty. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because all these things, I think they're just different coping mechanisms. Yes. And different, the trauma and the, this, we start off, we separate from, but we don't truly separate from unity, from souls, right? But there's a sense in which birth is traumatic. That's something I've talked about a bit in my podcast. Mm -hmm. And there's a way of coping with that belief in separation from the outset that it's something wrong with you. And then there's all this like other conditioning and everything and like yeah. different lineages just deal with it differently. And it's all a mess because it's not a unified, harmonious way of dealing with it. Yeah. Right. It's like a sacrifice. Something has to be sacrificed when you're in limitation. Mm -hmm. That is so true. That is so, so true. And like, even, yes, we go through this trauma after birth, right? <laughs> Where all of a sudden, okay, we're human. We're not water beings anymore, connected purely to source and our mother, earth and the mother that holds us, right? But we are, as we come out of that, we begin, the only people that we begin seeing are our parents or whoever takes care of us, right? Yeah. So they're like our gods <laughs> and our goddesses. Those are the people that like we look up to so we don't think that they could do any wrong. So we immediately like bring all of those things upon ourselves, which is so interesting, <laughs> I or, found out. Or we reject it in a way that's also unhealthy. Suppose you've got mm. like parents who go, you've got to do it this way, you know, and then someone might become a teenager and then they're just like, oh, yeah. no, no, I'm going to do drugs, <laughs> all of that stuff, you know. <laughs> and, but mm. that might also be another aspect of the energy, just a different, yes. different way of dealing with that energy. So it's really it's like that, that, that growth of that energy, because as a child, it's like, this is all we know. We have these beliefs now and then we start to slightly question them right was we're was we're teenagers and wanting to create our own but then that still creates like this back and forth energy that we have with our parents <laughs> yeah actually i want to talk about something i won't go into certain details but i had last night i had a weird dream i trouble sleeping which is kind of my fault because i not to judge myself but I was looking at the screen a bit too soon before going to bed. So I was a bit wired. I didn't go to sleep. That took a while. But when I did, it was like, it was like I went to the spirit world or something. And 
yeah, I think I, I didn't know, I didn't realize it until afterwards, but I think it was, I might have encountered my dad and it might have been, yeah, it was just, um, after the brought up some like pent up negativity, because obviously it's, it must be hard to be a parent, especially growing up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Conditioned There's... by all the ego and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, if you think everything's perfect, if you've got no issues at all with your parents, you're wrong. Even if your parents were wonderful, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's so and true. Because I, I would just, look back and I'd be like, my childhood was like, I had everything I needed. Everything was fine. But then we go deeper into like how we actually are and realizing that we truly do model our mom or our dad in, in some kind of way, or we begin to see that we've been rejecting parts that maybe we should have been keeping from our mom or our dad, or just even our grandparents or whoever was around us during that time. So it's like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm. It's it's very interesting, like what we see that we hold on to when we start this journey and like those habits that we have. Because for me personally, I realized I was so similar to my mom and like how I handled being in a relationship and needing validation and um, constantly feeling like I had to do something. And this is like also just women in general, feeling like we have to do things and we have to show up so much bigger than anyone else in order to be seen, or that we had to just be of service in order to be seen. We're just even just fearing that our soul expression just us being who we are is threatening to people. So those are like things that I could feel was like just within, you know, women in general, but also like has been passed down in my own lineage and my mom was starting to model it. So I started to model it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is that cycle, that pattern. Oh, I find it really interesting what you said, because I actually thought about, obviously I relate more to the male experience, at least in this life. Mm -hmm. So it's a slight difference perhaps where there is this constant pressure a lot of guys have or maybe all of us have that but it's more competitive mm -hmm. so it's like you need to prove your worth as a man and or if you're not you're being looked down on for not fitting in to what our man meant to be especially when teen with teenage yeah. because um, there's, I guess, you know, less questioning. Actually, maybe there is questioning as a teenager, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, of course, men or women are interacting with these... These wounds. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the wounded masculine, and maybe the wounded feminine too, um, interacting in ways that are mutually, at best, codependent, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah, that's yeah. what's modeled. That's what's really modeled to the, us is that codependency. So when people try to, even just within relationships, try to change those aspects, it literally feels like that dark night of the soul, like everything's kind of crashing down. You're like, this doesn't make sense because our mind wants it to be a very specific way that we hear in music and in movies. And we see it modeled by our parents and our friends and how they're going about things instead of healing and growing we choose to stay in these wounded places where our wounds are like interacting with each other and dancing with each other so yeah. it's but i'm curious like 
um, I hear this a lot too with the wounded masculine is just like this need to be needed. Have I'm curious if you've ever like experienced that. Hi, hi viewer uh, or listener. So basically there's a technical issue, but we're back online. And um, I think this was catalyst for us. Well, I don't know about you, but certainly for me. Um, so the question was, was I going to freak out when there's a technical issue in an interview? And I think it, I think I responded well this time. So that's good. Um, yeah, so we're talking about ancestral energy and how men and women deal with, have to deal with the different was it the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine? Yeah, kind of like they're different kind of wounds and what's been passed down through our own lineages and just like as a collective. And I was wondering, um, my question before it, it froze, I was wondering if you'd ever experienced this because I hear this a lot, like with men feeling like they need to be needed. And I'm wondering if this is like more of like a collective thing where they feel like they, um, they almost like to like anticipate things or just feel like they have to be doing something and that kind of um says their worth or like makes up their worth and i feel like i have this too but i'm wondering hmm. if this is also like a divine masculine type of wound that um right deal with as well i think this is something fundamental but that it not fundamental to existence but to egoic you could say born in existence that's a judgment but yeah uh, but it plays out differently with the masculine and the feminine because you get masculine and feminine to everything and that would include ego of course yes. um and it comes from what i learned from aaron abgay i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing the surname right but what i've learned from him is that A lot of these, there's a sense of negative self-beliefs that are core to the ego, the ego, which is a bunch of negative, it's a bunch of programming that's like Agent Smith in the Matrix. Rather than working mm -hmm. for like the unity as a whole, it's kind of it loves the separation. It thrives on it. It like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like programming that's malfunctioning. But anyway, uh, it's based on one of the main, main, the first main negative belief of the ego is that it's separation, is that it's incomplete, that there's something wrong with it. Why? Because it's separate on its own with, it's the idea that we are our own individual agents with complete autonomy, cut off from the rest of the world, which we are trying to survive in and interact in to try to get what we want. And because that idea would say, well, if that's the case, then we need to maintain a sort of control over the situation and we're going to be prepared, and we're going to be afraid, and, and maybe you've got to feel guilty for how we've failed, or so to speak, or how other people might think we've failed. Mm -hmm. And you've got to keep, you're, you're never good enough. You've always got to do more and be more to be safe from annihilation and despair all right mm -hmm. yeah and just and, like not belonging yeah and obviously that traumatic birth creates a sense of um 
traumatic separation or an illusion, a traumatic illusion falling under you of separation. Just imagine how wonderful the spirit world is. And suddenly you're like, you come crying into the world, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are these bright lights and doctors around you. I mean, that must be horrible. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I guess. That's why we need to prove ourselves or we think we do, because that justifies the whole programming we have to survive in this world. But we don't need that anymore. Right. When we've all passed it. Mm-hmm. But right. evolving yeah. past it isn't like doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's so ingrained. And and that's why we were doing this ancestral work, because that's how far back it's been. Like, it's just been a continuous kind of piling on of this idea of who we are and how we are supposed to show up. And it, it and when we start, I feel like what I notice is like when we start to like go on this path of trying to gain that like inner unity within ourselves and also just in life in general and finding that balance in our life we have that part of us, whether it be the ego or any part of us, even just our nervous system, it literally resists so hard. And that's why I just like anyone that's on this journey, no matter who you are, what age you're at, you know, where you're at in your life, it's like, you're pushing past resistance every single day. (laughs) You're facing that resistance every single day until it becomes easier and easier and easier to be in that place. But we're still as we're still going to be met with these challenges, it's like, you got to congratulate yourself for those little things. Yeah. Those, yeah, that, that like, you do a little different. <laughs> or that do we always have to, do we always have to push through the resistance? We kind of lean into it. We kind of lean into it. It really depends on the situation, because sometimes resistance can look like this false sense of like fear, right? It, it, it tries to stop us from something or even this resistance if we feel it, especially within our bodies and within our nervous system, this isn't something, this is something we got to dive into. That's yeah, you don't want to reject it yeah. and just be like, no, no, I'm not going to deal with that because then you're just mm-hmm. repressing it. You got to see it. <laughs> right? But at the same time, if you just overpower it, bulldoze it, like I think Telspun talks about bulldozing, if you just bulldoze right over it every single time, then you're denying that resistance as well because you're saying where it comes from exactly so mm-hmm. i don't think you meant it that though it's more like you've got to observe it and you've got to love it or at least at the very least accept it i'd be like and even if you don't know what it is feel into that that's what i've been doing a bit more recently allowing myself to feel into the resistance or fear and the emotions a bit more mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's and difficult. that's why i say yeah it is it's, but it's also it's easy scary. <laughs> it's scary but it does get easier and that's why i say like because when we start to be like oh the resistance there i'm just going to do it anyway but not really know why it's there like sure you could take that approach but that's like going over it or under it that's like going around it that's why i say like that going through it where you can be in it and feel it fully so that oh. it can start to like heal it as I, you're I, just going past. I sorry, I, I just mental image that came to mind and it's just perfect. So you could go one way round. Mm-hmm. 
know, it could be up or down, but let's say one way round, or it could go the other way round. Or you could go both way rounds and hug it, embrace it. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. So it's like, it's non-duality. It's, it's transcending that separation, but it's also like, Oh, <laughs> hugging and stuff so yeah, yeah it's like bringing those two sides together those two aspects of how you could look at resistance and bring like oh take that compassion but also take the firmness of being like hey guess what i can move past this like i don't need you anymore technically and like bring those together um i like that i like that a lot it might just melt away into light and then mm -hmm. i don't know it's interesting. I'm reminded again of um, what Tailson talks about. I don't know if you follow us all, but she talks about parts work and every different parts of our. It's about how the ego fragments, basically. That's mm. my interpretation. And we've got different parts of ourselves that are trying to cope with different strategies at the same time. And they're like sub personalities almost. Mm. Um, and like one part of us is like, oh, we've got to always just hustle and push ourselves to do loads of hard work or we don't like it and we're just going to do it no matter how we feel. The other part is like, no, let's not do any of that because it's horrible, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's one example. And there's, there's lots of different opposites that you need to unify. Mm -hmm. But it could be an obstacle or it could be like not fuel, but like, if it's integrated, you, you actually accelerate in your evolution. Don't, yeah. all the things that are blocking us are opportunities for ascending. Yes, right? everything, everything is. I love, um, and that's funny you say that because I just got a, a text from a friend and she was like, oh, instead of saying she was like having throat problems, she was like, there's throat opportunities because these challenges, <laughs> <laughs> they're all opportunities. So yeah, it's true. Like when we start to, it's it's literally just shifting our perspective from the place of like, oh, I, I'm so split. Instead being like, oh, I can actually see what's going on. Like I'm actually aware that there's like a split within me. How can you use that to your advantage? to accelerate to begin moving forward to begin yeah. growing and that's that that switch that we we start awareness. to learn yeah that awareness Once it it's clicks, like, sure have don't it. lose that light that light of awareness yeah. is like oh right and even if you go back to like how you're previously doing it like there's always this yeah but you remember like this and you're like oh yeah and like it grows because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, it's that reflection in the light mm. yeah because it's like it's the easing open the door right and the more and more light shines through and you've yeah. got to be willing to do the work that comes with it you know you're like taking it's away like the obstacles can... on the door that kind of that yeah. you've got like these things blocking you from opening the door. If you just force your way open, like it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really, 
it, it it's just it's so beautiful because it's like yeah you can have that awareness but it's like what are you gonna do with it and i feel like a lot of people get stuck there they're like okay i know what's going on and then they don't trust themselves enough to take their own wisdom to be able to move through things or to take the time mm -hmm. that it needs you know and just like honoring that this isn't an overnight thing um which is why it's so important for us to remember that like you do know yourself <laughs> if you sit down and be still and silent and just like grow your awareness like you do know what you want you do know yourself and we just have like you said we have those little fragments those little parts of us that are going in different directions and saying do this do that do all this other stuff but we can draw like this wisdom of okay what do i do with this within ourselves and it's it literally and this is this is the thing that might be scary for people like when they're on this spiritual path of like self-realization maybe scary for them to realize that oh i literally need to just be with myself to find out how to get through this in my way like we have all these tools yeah. take it at the end of the day all of these tools are just showing you what you've already had inside what the wisdom that you already have within you yeah we're already that presence it's like it's already there. It's always there. It's you. And yeah. you've just got all this stuff blocking. It's like you've got dirty windows, the light's not shining in. Yeah. So it's not really shining in. It's more like shining out. Wait, in is out, right? It so, is. Well, I'm trying to like imagine it now. <laughs> okay, there's another way. Imagine a bowl that's really mm -hmm. dirty and hardly any light comes out. Mm -hmm. Right, but if you clean that bulb, more light will shine forth out. Yeah, and everyone like floundering around in the darkness, trying to just get stuff done or whatever. When they could put it within, clean up inwards, like um, you realize, wait a minute, that light I've been looking for out there isn't here. Mm -hmm. It's literally like when you think of the bowl, like. Once you start like figuring out, oh, this this cloth I already have, I just take it from my clothes and <laughs> wipe it off or whatever. And that yeah. the light that shines into yourself that is coming from inside of you shines out. It's literally just reflected outwards. It's like looking for your sunglasses while you're wearing them. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like when it clicks, it's like, oh, oh, okay. And when you get to experience it and or even just reflect on times that you have experienced this um, awakening and this moment of clarity within yourself where you've actually taken something within yourself and healed it and then experience that outside of yourself, you know, you experience that healed part that's a part of you like we can reflect back and remember those times where it's like, oh, yeah, I just kind of said okay this is how i am but this is how i choose to be and <laughs> and see how that yeah. changes and it's like remembering that this it works that you can continue doing this um and just not giving up that fact that you have that power can i feel like this year has been really testing a lot of people and actually tapping into their own love and their own power and the biggest and deepest way 
I feel like every energy reading that I've been doing, <laughs> I've been getting very similar cards that like come out and it's all about like going into love and into spirit and deepening this connection on like a whole nother level. And I said this on my Instagram yeah. too, because it was like the door to romance and the door to spirit. And these two, when we bring them together, which I've had come out like three months in a row, it's really showing us that we are going past even just the vibration of the word unconditional love, like the type of love that we're cultivating on this deeper level is so much more than that. And it's hard mm. to fathom it with the with the mind, but it's literally just asking us to say, hey, you can literally feel this within yourself and you can feel this with me, with source, with the universe, with whatever you believe is yeah. our creator. And like creating that, that, that kind of closing the gap almost on what you think is possible and how you need to be doing things. And it's like, when you literally create this union with your heart and your inner source with source itself, it's like, that's the type of love that's gonna just like, like you said, with the bull, it's just gonna shine out um, when you start like- doing Into your external experience. Right? Yeah. And Which that's means, like been the key is that- Yeah, so all love. that romance you're looking for externally, love yourself and like, you'll be trying to keep your partners away from you, you know, potentially the suitors, what we you know, we're coming right to you. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. The ones you want as well. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. It's like that. It's, it's really just trying to, I feel like it's trying to get us to this place where we no longer follow those old programs of codependency. Mm -hmm. um, and we start, reshaping how relationships are meant to be in like all relationships like with our parents with our friends siblings co-workers um romantic partners like whoever it is it's like this and that that is all tied to also our ancestral wounds and patterns and just our soul contracts that we have so it really is it's like oh yeah self-love self-love but like source when i when i channel it through it's like no it's so much more. It's you remembering that this source, this greater power is always holding you and that you can you can be held there and begin to play within that space of just being held by this greater source or just being held by Mother Earth and beginning and using that to your advantage to create a safe container to begin diving deeper into, okay, what is love look like? What does it mean like to me? What do I actually desire in my life? Like, how can I create boundaries for myself to continue being exactly who I am? And it's just this natural dissolving because the planet already accelerated to where she needs to be right now. It's just a matter of us keeping up our own frequency to this to this place. We're not even rising anymore. We're just trying to maintain. And that that maintenance is literally just allowing us to dissolve those old programs. But it's it's been <laughs> bringing everything up, like you said in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so Gaia has expanded in a sense, mm -hmm. and we can expand to meet that new space. Yes. And also like, 
we've been contracting ourselves unnaturally anyway. And like, oh, what's the other thing that came to me when you were talking? Like, it was just you were in a flow and I didn't want to interrupt that. But it's just the idea that I really enjoy your videos and the sense of warmth and love. But I realized, obviously, that's actually, I mean, it is coming from you, but it's also like, I'm feeling that within. Right. And it's a catalyst for me to see it within. That you have that. It's alive. Yeah. <laughs> I am that. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that reflection. Yeah. And that's that's the medicine is to realize that, oh, I don't need to get this from someone else. If you're feeling it inside of you, you self-sourced it. You know, like even if we get energy healings or anything, it's all coming from you. <laughs> it's 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 aspects of you doing this even you though Reiki. someone's being a catalyst or where it's reiki or whatever you, energy healing is something mm -hmm. i think we're coming to a point where anyone can potentially do and it's just simply a matter of like visualizing the chakras and opening up like just feeling into it and visualizing it now i i, I don't even just from having you know, got a Reiki practitioner to help me. Uh, you're not passively sitting there. You are an active, they're just helping, facilitating you doing it, right? Which means- They're holding the space. Which means we can all heal ourselves. Mm, yep. And then there's stuff like, oh, I forgot the guy's name. He's on um, Gaia.com. He talks about how we can physically heal our injuries and stuff. Mm. Do you know that guy's name? I've gone blank right now. I don't, I don't. I haven't watched Gaia in a little bit. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe you'll know it is, but I'm meant to not remember right now, right now, because otherwise. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I must remember that thing. Otherwise everything's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can't move on with my life. Until... The interview is over thing. if I don't remember. <laughs> It's real. I need mean, to think to say, I'm like, we're talking, I'm like, what am I going to ask next? What is this thing I've got to say? Mm. No, I, that's actually something I've observed in myself a little bit. So, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and this is just an example. I'm not like boasting, actually. Maybe, maybe our spiritual ego is boasting on some level, but like. Celebration. Yeah, because. What the point is that it's easier than we realize. We're just doing it the hard way. And if you just realize, okay, there's a shortcut, um, you're going to take it, right? But you're not aware of it. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, we could, and it literally, it comes back to, okay, yeah, this does need to come from within, which is why it's so beautiful when we do watch people or listen to people that they'll just say one thing and it's like, oh, okay, thanks, you know, <laughs> but it's like our choice, like when that fully resonates and we can feel it inside of ourselves, it's like, now what are you going to do with that? Um, are you going to use that to assist you in taking that shortcut? Because they are available. They are fully available. And we can make things as complicated as we want, but we're only making the simple complicated to be understood by the logical mind because of the reality that we live in. Mm. as souls as energy everything's really simple <laughs> but we have all of these laws that we need to obey living here on earth 
living here as human beings in this more 3D reality, it's like, okay, it is a little bit more, a little bit more complicated, but when we start and people have done this like just rewiring yourself and getting used to specific frequencies or ways of being or patterns um or just beliefs that are more true to your soul and your source self your purpose your mission here your full expression like that's when everything just is magic yeah we wind ourselves you don't notice it happens because it's like a plant you don't see it growing Also rewiring yourself, it's like, there is this wiring as like train tracks, right? But there's all this mess of train tracks going in the long way round and like, and that sort of thing. And like rewiring ourselves to just be more harmonious and the whole network that is our mind just, harmonious I suppose and yeah yeah, it's all about the mental rewiring our consciousness so that we're not tripping over ourselves yeah you know that me of that bicycle and this guy puts this thing in it and it's off they fall off no I don't think I've seen it they they put this (laughs) thing in the wheel and then they just it's almost like that's what the ego is. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and wait, stop. <laughs> yeah. 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 And let's, um, oh, I think I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Oh, um, about rewiring. Like, we can get really focused, especially when we're doing a lot of like work on beliefs and habits and patterns and stuff like that. And we can forget that this wiring is connected to the whole of our bodies, you know, that we have, yes, if everything is energy, then your gut is energy, your heart is energy, your arms, your legs, everything is energy, your brain is energy. So you have this like ability to assist yourself even deeper when you actually utilize what you have here in this 3D reality. And a lot of people can get really, really airy about things and like not really wanting to like ground things in, but it's like, no, you could literally go so far and so fast if you literally just use the tool of your body. If you literally just allowed yourself to realize that just like the vagus nerve, like that's connected throughout the body that's connected to the gut. So, and that's connected to your mood and that's, it just assists us in accelerating the process of rewiring and being having the energy and having the will to do things within our reality so it's like yes we want to rewire these beliefs but to assist that process you need to engage in understanding within your entire being because and acceptance just yes if we just work yeah, because with energy, our body like, is like if we're trying to escape our body because we're actually afraid and we've got insecurities that we're not dealing with and we're like oh but spirituality will get me away from all this stuff like Mm. then like that's not accepting your body if you don't accept your body how do you expect to transcend it and what's the point you're here on earth for a reason like your soul came here to assist in healing humanity (laughs) yeah some people are like oh my god it's just prison planet we need to escape blah 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 that's so negative about it and honestly 
Gnostics are kind of, Gnosticism comes, comes off a little bit like that. It's just this idea that everything's on earth is completely wrong. And it's more like it's just wounded. Yeah. And I prefer the healing paradigm so much more. Because otherwise you're just rejecting, you're not accepting what is. Yeah, and it creates the separation. Like when you start to become a lot more aware, it can be really scary because you're able to see all that is wrong. But it's it's that choice to be like, okay, can it be healed? Or you just meant to force things. But we can start taking those older programs from you know not really being in the spiritual realm and just being more on autopilot. We could take those programs into our spirituality and be like, no, you're doing this wrong. I need to force you to be like this or else, <laughs> you know, we can really make this like absolute way of going about things. And we do it out of fear because we're scared yeah. of, how oh, can we I can't live in this reality. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. sense. Whereas <laughs> we can transform these toxic or detrimental or whatever wounded egoic aspects of ourselves into something that's beaming with light and serves us. It's not like, oh, just purge it from our system, this evil toxicity. No, it's like, help your inner child, or let's say, and that's any aspect of yourself that is wounded. Like, just help it, heal, accept it, and then it will be like part of your team. Yeah. Yeah, like, why are we trying to push away um, the ego, we can we can let it be part of our team. Like we can let yeah, our inner it, child all aspects. But in a way, it wouldn't really be the ego anymore. I mean, it no. would exist, but it would just be us. I mean, it is yeah. in a way. But we, the way I see it, it's kind of like, and it relates to tarot a little bit as well. Like you know the cups in tarot. Yes. And it's like yeah. there's this um yeah. life energy almost like prana or something and like mm -hmm. the ego is like you keep pouring it into these other cups and then you you're saying oh that cups me that cups me that cups me and these these other cups are identity these little cups that are just sort of and then it's a your cup filled strain and you wonder why i'm like ah oh, yes because i haven't poured enough into these other cups or other people mm -hmm. are taking away my water like mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it's almost realizing that like all those cups also are a part of like, um, actually someone I was talking to today, she showed me this image of like, you may have seen it, like the bucket and about like stress and everything and kind of like the, um, the waterways um, and the pipes and everything like we have all our own like little pipe systems and they all get poured into our bucket and we we can create the holes in the bottom or you could even think of it as a pot and like you have to create the holes in the bottom to let some of the water out but you know we don't want it to be filled up all the way or else we're in this place where we have no more room like we're at overwhelm um and it's almost like you have to especially with like the way that we have to live like you have to be able to create those holes within your life to let go of the stress and let go of um 
and it almost like practices like mindfulness or meditation or whatever you know what i mean like those are part those could be the holes those little practices those little things that we do to release the stress because it's like and it was interesting what she was saying she was like well we can get so stress is like not really even the word because we can get in this place where we send an email and we're just low-key stressed about you know having a response like the stress levels um it's so much more than just like coming to this like high place of overwhelm it can be a really kind of silent but deadly part of us that we're it's, ignoring it's being a try hard at being yeah we don't even realize we're doing it <laughs> it's crazy like, I like that if someone's stressed for example they might be striding around using a lot of energy and they might actually be tiring themselves out more, but how they're acting, but it's a reflection. It's like a physical reflection of what stress is. Stress is actually just, it's like not being present. It's like a, it's the physical, it's what separation feels like, yeah. I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, a more subtle way of separation within ourselves. And like so many people handle it in so many different ways. And I feel like it's your so body, common. your body's telling yeah. you this is hurting. Please. Imagine a parent is leading their child somewhere because, you know, they've got something to get, go to. Um, and they're clasping the hand really tight. And a mother and child will be, please loosen up. It, it hurts. Mm -hmm. like your body is telling you that you're, you're hurting. Yeah. And that's like, that's like almost the last stage of it too. Because that stress will get in your energy field first before it gets all the way. And when your body starts showing signs, like you know you've been holding on to it for a long time. <laughs> and that's like when we can start using more of our awareness in creating more, I guess, balance within our lives where we can begin to detect, okay, what is actually what can is causing me stress? And how can I actually just prevent it even just not even thinking that stress is in your field anymore? But how can you begin moving from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic? And that's I mean, that's the whole frequency of this 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 new earth that they're calling and this golden yeah. age is being in that parasympathetic where we can rest and digest and we can live happily within that um, and have that equal balance. But yeah, I in think the I body. Yeah, well, in the what body. What it reminds me of is we're meant to live to a thousand. In Atlantis, mm. people lived a long time. And yeah. the reason we're not is because of all that, whether you call it karma or stress or whatever you call it, like, yeah, like we've got a natural healing mechanism. And also, if love is light, right, and well, light is eternal, how's it going with this? I, I had it. Um, <laughs> Love and light are like one. So like 
yeah, I lost it. Something about never loving yourself eternally because light is eternal or something like that. Yeah, but, but um, even yeah. like light, and this is this is when you can get like a little bit more specific. Like if you think about light, like like what happens when you're in this deep state oh, of darkness, oh. you know? Like, does it still exist? It's like, yes. <laughs> well, go ahead, you were gonna say something. Yeah, it's actually love is life, right? And it's yeah. love is life, and light, love is eternal, unconditional everywhere, every, all the time. That means we dying is like, yeah, maybe we don't, this degradation of the body doesn't naturally happen because life, like love is eternal and truth. I mean, nature all keeps going on, doesn't it? It goes through yeah. cycles, but it keeps going on. And maybe we would choose to end our incarnation. Women fourth density, maybe we'll just choose to end our incarnation at some point because we feel like it's time and we're ready. Yeah. It would be like we're forced by fate somehow. Yeah, we take control. We're able to, especially when we're able to um, begin tapping into that love that's within ourselves that literally heals, we have that choice. Whether we can stay or whether we go. I mean, whether we're far off from that or not, you know, it's got possible, the tune right. it's eternal. What is it? Do I stay or do I go? <laughs> do I stay or do I go? Both, yeah. maybe, that's non-duality. I, I don't know, understand <laughs> that, but. Yeah. <sighs> so interesting. There's so much, There's there could be so many layers to it, but it always just comes down to you being able to continue to remember and to continue to choose that which you are to just simply be and to say that okay me being in this state of whether you're in grief or shame or guilt like in these you know quote-unquote lower vibrations that really are just masks for us needing something or feeling like we've been you know, feeling like that things are not eternal, that things end, you know? And also Think like, we don't really like die. Or, yeah, we don't no. truly die because we are the conscious I am that observes everything, right? And we know we're worthy of that. That's what we are, right? Mm -hmm. Your life just continues when this body, you just, exchange you know you lose this body you don't really lose it but yeah i mean you just go to the spirit world and you carry on and then you go back into another life and it just keeps on happening mm -hmm. i'm not sure yeah. if i were to tell someone who's suicidal you'll just continue it'll just keep going forever it'll never stop so there's no point i don't think that would help because but at the same time it is true but it defeats the purpose of our journey here i feel like because what we're here to do we're just given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to heal 
fragments of our soul to find that wholeness again. That's why we continue to reincarnate, to live out and begin to heal, but we have to make that choice. Like, yes, we have our own, you can believe in destiny or fate or whatever, but you still have that choice whether or not to continue to heal what needs to be healed. And that's why we have quote unquote challenges, opportunities to do that. So when we complete a pattern, right? We complete something that we're meant to learn, something that is meant to assist us in expanding as a soul, um, and even just with our soulmates around the planet and whoever we interact with, like even just you and me, like this is a part of our um, journey is to share this, you know, is mm. to have these conversations because it's meant to hit people. It's meant to hit each other, you know, and that's a part of this, this like, I was almost gonna say whirlpool, but it is it kind of like a part of this, this, this continuation of this expansion of our soul. And at some point when we feel like, okay, like I've, I feel so healed. Like you're, you're able to really just fully understand all of this fear and all of the love and begin to have this com compassion for so many different people. You do have that choice. Like you don't necessarily need to incarnate as a human being anymore. You could be something completely different. You could be going somewhere else. So it's like, we're here, yes, to serve others, but we're also here to serve like the greater whole of our soul, the greater whole of just bringing all these fragments of what's become fragments over all this time back into unity. They're one and the same. If you choose yeah. either one of those, you get the same result and yeah. same process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because really it's about the process, it's the journey. Because, I mean, yes. it never really ends. I mean, I don't know, you could speculate about when we eventually go right up to source and we all integrate together. Like, But would that be an end? Probably not. It's probably just goes on forever. And Yeah, like we just don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. So we do the best we can. What I've learned recently is that being itself is the greatest mystery of all. And like in the raw material, Ra says that they 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 don't they still have no idea. They have no idea what they are. Well, what is being no no idea, no idea. It's just like we learn more, but we also learn more about how the the more we learn about ourselves, the less we, the more we learn about how we don't know ourselves or something. Mm. But that itself is a knowing, but it's a knowing that isn't known. It's wait. It's, it's, it's hard to say because there's a sense of there's, a, there's knowledge that you gather in your life all this stuff you accumulate and then there's a knowing that's way more subtle and it's like is it knowing in the opposite direction it's mm. unknowing what you're not ever more to hone in more and more in a passive sense to who you really are yeah but you don't like, learn who you are you unlearn what you're not until there's nothing left but you maybe yeah, yeah. i mean that that resonates that resonates because even as you're being like we have this consistent evolution 
So it's like your being is continuing to expand and continuing to change. And like us here now, it's like, no, I don't. You, it, when, when you finally like know yourself, you're going to be met with a new version of yourself. You know, like you're going to change again and again and again. So, um, and that's more on like, you know, that's why it never ends. Perspective. Yeah. Because that oneness that once you discard all the other stuff that isn't you, but also is you, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you really repeat the cycle. You are not the same you when you're completed when you unified completely before that's why every are you aware of the law of one where you get the density seven densities but you also get yes. octaves that are like the same thing on a higher level and yeah. they get densities within densities and it goes infinity so it's sort of like every octave is like a cycle mm. this has got loads of little cycles are like it's a really interesting idea that we complete after all the universe is complete and everything is completely brought back again. All that, everything that's a learn and unlearn, etc., which they're opposites, so they're one. Like everything is just like, <laughs> all right, let's repeat it, except it's different. Yeah. And then any scale you look at, it's the same as above, so below, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's mind blowing, but it's also like, yep, there you go. That's it. <laughs> it's that simple. But yeah, yeah, I fully resonate with that. It's incredible to it it it, 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 it it'll confuse your mind so much if you let it. But honestly, it really is just that one. And we're consistently just deepening like we could think of it like oh i'm ascending i'm ascending whatever yeah right well what's actually happening is that you're taking this outward and just going fully in and deeper and deeper and deeper because once you think that you've mastered something like no you haven't mastered it you're, you're just going, going deeper within one. you're going a little deeper yeah but you're, you're going blossoming <laughs> further out at the same time you are expanding mm -hmm. and yet you're looking to do it yeah that's amazing in itself that the opposites are the same, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and our language, honestly, is probably limited to be able to give this, but I hope people feel the energy of it. <laughs> yeah, another image I got. Now, there's polarity, right? This duality is just one side and the other. Now, polarity is like a scale from one end to the other. But what if you get the both sides of this line and you rotate them around in a circle? Then you get infinity. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow, I like that image. I like that a lot. I don't know. It might be one of those clear, I don't know, sentience? I, I don't know, one of those things. And the thing is, I'm not special. We all have the potential to do this in various different ways to receive input from source in one way or the other. Um, it's like we've got all these abilities and they're not superpowers. It's more like 
we're we've been underpowered for so long we've forgotten yeah mm-hmm. yeah we've literally forgotten <laughs> but it's That's okay why, yeah and it's okay it's like it's it's happened and you have to kind of accept that it's happened there's an anime actually where there's this character who called rock lee who has all of these these leg weights on and they're really heavy and he takes them off and he's just suddenly really fast and that's what catalyst and is all about now it's interesting because on the hero's journey i don't know if you've heard of it there's a cycle in any story right and if you know life is like a story anyway mm-hmm. there's a middle point where like it's the darkest dark like the dark night of the soul right in their life there's lots of cycles but the life is a cycle but yeah there's this because some people talk about the midlife crisis right and but this they let go of something and they get something new and they realize something about reality or they get this new um gift or this like given to them or something right and then suddenly like things get better again and then now this triumph uh triumph at the end mm-hmm. um david wilcock talks about there's a two 24,000 year cycle the cycles on bigger and bigger scales and the 20 now what happened 12,000 years ago in the middle of that cycle the fall of atlantis mm-hmm. right so even yeah. that is just part of a larger cycle we're growing we're growing from so I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it went wrong when Atlantis fell. I don't think it's really a problem. It's all, even falling into ego and coming out again, it's like, it's like we're growing so much from all this. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like how you said that a lot. It's like nothing has gone wrong. And we could look at ourselves in those moments where we fall into things, fall into old patterns, whatever it may be. We're like, oh, I failed. I did something wrong. Like, no, this is literally another one of those opportunities to grow, to expand. Yeah, you know, I I have this habit sometimes where I just, I like to go really super intellectual abstract, right? I'm like, oh yes, there's this concept and that concept is like this huge scale. And you're like, you immediately took that and you made it an everyday life thing that we can do that's helpful. Yeah, high five, (laughs) teamwork. (laughs) I love it, I love it. I love our conversation so much, honestly. And I love listening to that aspect um, where it's like on the larger scale and it's more intellectual and it's like, it's, it's also science-based too. And it's like having all these perspectives is so, it's so eye-opening, you know, to be able to just keep those, like to realize that your life is just like a part of it, you know, like it's yeah. it's one and the same, like it's it still works the same way. You have the same power that space does and the energies, like everything that goes on in the entire universe, you have that same power. Yeah. We're literally just part of it. So did you actually, um, have you seen my episodes about quantum physics while I'm doing the reading? I haven't, but now I really, I really want to. I I don't know, not many people have actually, I don't know what 
I haven't really got many feed, much feedback on it. I'm really happy with it, but then I would be, right? I think my spiritual ego liked it too, because it was like, see, I've got proof. See, atheism, <laughs> it's like, take that atheism. Yeah. Do you know this whole thing? <laughs> but on another level, it is great to really be fusing science and spirituality in a way that actually does both justice. Yeah. I mean, we all have it. Everything's here for a reason, you know? We can begin to yeah. restructure it or change our perspective on something. It can be a tool. I'm wondering, though, it is a bit... Because of the subject matter, it's a bit heavy going. But That's I think I, I, I try to keep... <laughs> I don't, the author I'm reading tries to take a step through, step by step through it. And it, it doesn't, like, throw loads of equations at you. There's a section where it does, but um, even that, it's not too bad. It's just an appendix. And then, like, I go through it in my intuitive way. So, yeah. Um, anyone who hasn't listened to it, I, I, I would recommend it. Um, and I'd, I'd like to know half feedback about that, too. So. Yeah. There you go, I definitely want to check them out. I've been noticing, I've been seeing how just even just going on, because I'll follow you on YouTube and you can you can totally see like the shift in the growth that you're going through as you're continuing to do this work. So thank you. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. <sighs> well, have you seen the um have you explored tarot much? Um I like receiving it. It's it's not something that calls to me. Um that I feel like I need to learn or teach you do like language right you you it's a way of accessing with a conduit or almost like a language for communicating with source or just an aspect of source whatever that aspect is and like for your higher self whatever and you can do that for light language and that's great you can also do it through tarot. And it's like, I mean, the law of one, they talk about tarot. Tarot originates apparently from Venus. It's a Venusian thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was hearing that too. But maybe it comes from earlier than that. I, I don't know. It might be the Palladians might be tarot for all I know, or something like it. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And like symbolism, okay, if everything's a story, right? Or a game, everything's like this play that we're co-collaborating writing, right? Well, in in our lives, then symbolism is really important to stories. Mm -hmm. Right? So the symbols and tarot and other things, they're fundamentally the language encoded into our reality. Yes. That's what I love about tarot. Yeah. And light language is symbols too. Like there's, yeah, yeah. we have logos are symbols. Like we literally know what <laughs> a logo is or like a symbol that we're used to seeing, whether it's on the TV and we have an initial vibrational reaction to it. So, and it's cool how, how tarot can be used in that ways of like, just like you could have one symbol and it can mean so many different things. It's not, necessarily tied to one thing and I really like light language because it's like 
if you have any light codes or anything like that, it's going to serve you differently in every present moment because it's a literal present moment type activation and code for the soul that is seeing it specifically. So it's just so cool. <laughs> it's so yeah, magical. It, it is. I, I can't, I wonder what it's like to experience doing it because hearing it is wonderful. At most, pretty much every time I've heard it by someone online or whatever, it's just been like a wonderful experience. And like, but doing it, what's it like? It's different than receiving it. Because if I do it for anyone, or even if I just do it for myself, it's literally like, for me personally, like you feel an opening in your heart, you feel grounded, but you're like completely just letting yourself flow with whatever energies, whatever sounds like you're not thinking about anything necessarily, you're fully conscious and doing it, but you don't necessarily like feel like some people feel like the chills or they'll feel certain things within their body or their energy or like an emotion comes up like you don't necessarily have all of that happening that's why I like to watch things back that I do. Um, because this feeling it's more like oh this is this passionate feeling for me, where it's like i'm in my soul purpose like that's what it feels like like I get i'm i'm just so i'm just so filled up and like so full and i'm. I'm in this place of like overflow. That's what it feels like. I'm just you're just shining forth light, and I really get that impression. It's Literally. just, <laughs> and it's yeah. I was about to say it's not yours. It's also coming from source, but then we are source, so it is and it isn't. Yeah, um, it comes from like different aspects of your soul as well, and it's like you can literally feel especially with the hands and stuff like that, you literally feel energy moving. Like you're just following the flow of energy. Um, when I gesticulate, am I doing that? Because I, when I, I talk, when I do a readings, I'm just gesticulating. <laughs> I wonder, like that might <laughs> be like be. a primordial it, light language. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. It's a little different. It feels like a little it's different. It's a link to like Qigong. Um, it can be, just less structured. I, I love right. Qigong. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing. If anyone's Tai Chi, Qigong, go try it a couple of times. It's the simplest. Yeah, I've definitely considered it recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so good. So, so good. But if obviously you combine it with things like Reiki, if you combine all these things together, that would be just amazing. Or you don't have to, but it's just like, okay, you can do Qigong, but if you haven't opened your heart, like maybe it won't be so effective or something. But if you do Reiki, open yourself, open your heart, throw in light language and everything together. I don't know, like it's like a powerful have these, personal practice. I don't know. Like, it's, it's imagine like tarot cards with light language on that are used for Reiki and Qigong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I like combining I think, things. Yeah. And I like I do that. I like to combine things within my own personal practice. Um, when you when you think of like tarot and Reiki, like they have such ancient backgrounds that it's like, especially with Reiki, like you have to really honor the way that it's done. But at the same time, it's like when you you yourself are tapping into your own soul source, you know, your inner source here and just 
in your own personal practice, you could be doing some yoga, doing some qigong, doing whatever kind of movement, and you start to feel yourself like literally doing this this motion of energy, actually moving energy throughout your body, which we all can do. Like every single person on this planet can do this when they allow themselves to be fully present with the energies. Like was that like and, the affinity symbol? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're not really crossing, but <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah, but like overall like that's that's what i do like i bring whenever i want to bring a little light language in or whenever it comes in it'll come in during any part of my practice through meditation like you can combine all of these on your own and like and that's what light language does is like it brings upon all aspects of your soul which have this wisdom to actually shift through and heal and bring up exactly what you need in that moment so it's like you tapping into your inner wisdom by allowing yourself to just express and move the way that you need to move in that moment without like needing to, you know, when you're in a place where you don't necessarily need to be instructed to do anything. It's literally How just, do you prepare? Me, I I literally just I sit and center myself. I ground down. Like I intentionally ground down and I used to like say a little prayer, but now I just kind of drop into my heart and I breathe and that's it. Like that's where it's come for me. <laughs> but at first I, I I wanted to say like a little prayer to really just connect with source and, and whether it be like my guides or my ancestors of the highest light and the purest light, right? To just be here with me if I was really trying to invoke this light language or whatever expression, song, whatever it would be to come out like that's kind of how I would do it. <laughs> but now it's just become so much more simple where I just need to tap into my heart and just be open to be, to kind of be, to be me, me, right? Quote unquote me, but also just oneness. And I won't say nothing, but I wanna say oneness because it's like, I'm fully conscious of what's going on and I just, explore the energies and what wants to come through by allowing whatever's in the heart to reach past my throat. So, and it's like, you have to get past any kind of resistance and be like, okay, um, <laughs> like F this, I'm just gonna let it come out and see what happens. Right, you mentioned dropping into the heart and it's fantastic that you're able to just do it like that. Um, and I was wondering like, Obviously, inner work helps us drop into it easier, but like, are there any ways to, to ease into your heart, even if you've got like um, blockages or darkness shrouded around it, like start in a more work to do? Yeah. What helps? Yeah, so it's really creating a solid relationship with your heart. That was something that I really had to do. And it just doesn't, it doesn't just mean like self-love, but like this awareness of what it feels like and what's going on in that space, your heart space, right? Um, and you can, it's, it's, it involves the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. So when we can start to, and I would just always tell people like every day when you wake up, place your hands on your heart and just breathe. 
and like create that connection. Notice what's real, like what's really real, what's really you in those moments where you're feeling those blockages, the resistance, when you're feeling these things come up, like tapping into that deeper oneness within yourself by just connecting with your heart. Because that's where, that's when we can just start getting out of the mind because those blockages and everything, the mind makes all of that up. So if we can just get down <laughs> out of there and begin to heal that um, and begin to see it for what it is and allow it to be released or integrated within us, we begin to heal that relationship with our heart and giving us a safe space. This heart is this portal, right? And it's able to create this safe space to actually say, okay, let's just see what comes out of my mouth. Let's see what comes out of my hands, my body, this art that I'm creating that is expression, but also communication and information and vibration that is meant to just be my soul, me, source. And I actually, um, I don't know if you know this, but I am next week, I'm doing a eight week course with my friend Esther Joy and we're doing all of this work um, in the course of eight weeks and traveling down the chakras to assist people in creating that safe container and dropping into their heart. So we're gonna be exploring all of that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I might actually, I might do it, yeah. Sounds Check good. It out. It's my website, it's my website. I'm, we're, we're, it, it's like a live, it's a live thing and we do it um, every Saturday, every week and we have some bonus things here and there. It's, it's really fascinating because we'll be able to like explore light language a little bit more and just explore like what being a channel is, what being just this channel for source because we all really are when we tap into like our energy bodies, but we can utilize this to integrate it within us to make it that simple for us to shift through what we need to shift through and expand and create that trust within ourselves because it's like we can start thinking all of these things and all of these rules but like you said it's like how do you get past that and just to be safe in your heart and yeah super excited to dive into that and like yes next week next week um but yeah yeah so i had this idea and i tried it and i felt a little bit of a shift or something while, while you're talking a couple of minutes ago actually it was um so, you know, you can mentally visualize feeling a finger and you might feel a slight tingling there if you really feel that. And then you might feel a different finger and you feel different parts of your body. But if you do it with your heart, you could sometimes I do it by third eye and actually feel a tingling here. But if you do it with your heart, really feel into your heart, whether it's your chakra or just just feel into your heart center and allow it to like a flower opening its petals just mm -hmm. don't try to make it do it just visualize it opening up and like feel it and i don't know this is just, this is actually kind of new to me because a lot of the time i'm just in my head uh, that's all a bit um because i get so I, I, there was this sort of uh, escapism in exploring concepts for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in any case, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what happens if you just 
feel into it and your consciousness will be there mm-hmm. and Ari it seems like you um you've done something very much similar from how you're nodding mm, yeah <laughs> definitely it's well I my whole journey has all been up here all been up in my head um so it when I started to feel the effects of being and living from that space of the heart, while (laughs) maybe I'm not as like quick to, you know, quick to get everything, but I'm quick to process what is a part of my own soul mission and my own soul journey. So it's, it definitely really begins to anchor in a lot more of that that self-love like in a much easier way at least what I've been feeling since just really like tapping into this area and it, it gives you the sense of groundedness too which I feel like all of us could use um even if we're not like around nature like it really does give you this sense of groundedness because it's that complete zero point between the stars and the earth like that's us and that's our portal of our heart super <sighs> super powerful stuff yeah um, this is yeah it's been a great conversation and i just had a thought and if you don't want to do it it's fine i don't want to put you on the spot but i was like what if we finished off with aria doing light language how do you feel about that we can do it we can do it you just drink some water so for everyone listening or watching to receive light language, you just simply got to breathe and just set the intention to receive whatever is meant for you with the knowing that you don't have to understand it because it's not meant to be understood, it's meant to be felt. And it's always your choice whether or not you want to receive as well. Ooh, 
Just deep breaths. Thank you so, so much for taking a moment to receive, to center in, to be. Know that with light language, which I also just like to call our soul resonance, this expression of soul resonance, what arises for you, whether it comes so fast or so slow or is dragged out or just makes sense without the use of words or whatever it may be, whether it be information or just a feeling or something that woken within you, it's completely perfect for you. Completely perfect for you. So thank you. Thank you, Nicholas, for having me and allowing me to share that yeah it was um i had a great time and um i'm sure they'll feel those vibes too i should i'm saying they you know you're listening so uh yeah so uh well, if you like this uh feel free to subscribe to her and if you haven't subscribed to me well, it's up to you you don't have to um but yeah you uh you must. <laughs> you should, if you're here this long. Come on. Come on. <laughs> mm, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, feel those vibes from that um, lovely light language and um, have a great day or have a great evening. So, so listen enough. Without further ado, bye for now.